Welcome to the Love of Dirt podcast. I'm Nikki and I'm your host. And today we're going to be talking about how to succession plant your veggie patch. Hey guys, welcome back to another week. Uh, Today is going to be the last podcast for 2021, um, but we'll be back in early next year for another season if you guys are enjoying this. Um, Over this time, usually it's quite quiet in our garden. Not a lot grows because it's so hot, it's so rainy, there's a lot of pests and diseases, so we kind of give up a little bit. Um, But during this time, I'm hoping to sort of get back into YouTube. I know a lot of people have um, requested me to head back over there and I it has been almost 12 months since I've done a video, so I need to get back into that. So I'll be taking the break to sort of get in and get some video content up as well. Um, I love the podcast because it is just it's quick and easy for me to get um, content to you guys. I don't have to... It, edit um too badly sometimes I do depending on what kind of day I'm having so I love the the media of a podcast and it's also how I consume content with small kids as well I usually put my earphones in when I'm in the garden or when I'm driving Um, I don't have a lot of time for video content but I do get it sometimes you need um demonstrations uh, visually so I'm definitely going to head back to YouTube and get that cracking again I just have to think of some ideas of things to post okay so into today's topic which is all about succession planting for your veggie patch so I think one of the biggest things people struggle with is being able to harvest something almost every day so they want to know the secret to avoid having that oh I've got nothing to harvest then all of a sudden I have so much to harvest and I don't know what to do it So generally people will see a lull early in the start of the season, usually spring or early autumn. What they'll do is they'll sort of just pull everything out, freshen freshen up the beds with compost and manure and then start over. And for some reasons that is the way that you need to do it because of those distinct seasons. There's the hot and the cold and there's not much crossover with what you can grow and what you can't grow. Here, however, in the subtropics, we have a lot of crossover. Um, and it goes back to what I was talking about with um, the seed storage. Um, a lot of people go, oh, I put my things in in warm and cold sections. So this is what I'm planting in spring, summer. This is what I'm planting in autumn, winter. But we have so much crossover, it's hard for us to categorize um, seeds like that because, you know, there's things that we can grow all year round. There's things that um, cross over into both seasons. Being a frost-free area, we can really grow a lot of variety of things all year, even though summer is quite challenging for us. So by by no means are we self-sufficient on the produce front. We still haven't nailed it. We have fails all the time like everyone does. Just a failed crop, an unexpected pest or disease, a misplaced football or an unsupervised chicken. <laughs> uh, plus, my kids eat a lot of fruit. It's like they're waiting fruit on a daily basis and we don't have established fruit trees here. So it has been a long time since I've bought any fresh tomatoes, any lettuce, any leafy greens or herbs of any kind. So we're getting there. Um, and we also sort of pick a some produce. So last year I really wanted to focus on 
growing lots of capsicums and making sure that we we didn't ever buy any and we achieved that so I try to focus on a different veggie each year and then figure out how many plants I need to grow from there so I just wanted to go through some some tips on how you might want to handle succession planting so the first one is to really audit what you eat so figure out how much to figure out how much you you need to grow you need to look at how much you're buying on a week-to-week basis and then kind of figure out what it is on a yearly basis so for example over spring and summer you might find that you're eating a cucumber a week with your salad so that's approximately 24 cucumbers over that time you may go through two lettuce heads every week so you know that's 48 lettuce over that time so if you're not already eating locally and seasonally, um, now's the time to start doing that because that's going to help you know when things are available and when to expect them in your garden as well, as long as it's local. The next tip is to figure out what grows when and for how long. So it's one thing to know what you eat. The other part is kind of knowing when you're going to plant it. So when we need to know how long it's going to take to start producing. So like you might see the rock melons in, you know, in the supermarket or grocer at certain times of the year, but you've got to realize that it's probably taken three months to get to that point in the supermarket. So knowing what you can plant and when is, it's really a lifelong process. And to be honest, it will take some time to get yourself in the swing of things. Um, I have some various charts on my website for those of you in Australia, which you can download, which has when you can plant things, um, easy reference guides. Um, but really sort of knowing off the, the cuff of, you know, the top of your head, when, I, when can I plant this? It is gonna take a little bit of time for you to get your head around that. So look at your list of produce that you've made once you've ordered it and figure out the seasons that they can grow in, in your region. So research how long it's going to take for you to expect that harvest. And then you sort of need to work backwards from there. We have all that information on our seed packets that we sell. I make sure that I put loads of information on there. I know I jam so much information there. Maybe it's a little bit small to read, but I just really, it, nothing used to bug me more than not having that information on seeds when I was planting it out. So like the last lot of seeds I got before I started sort of just saving my own, they came in little plastic packets with no information and just, yeah, it wasn't relevant nowhere near relevant to our seasons at all here in the subtropics. So one reason why you want to know what grows when and for how long is, is particularly if you're not into hardcore planning. So when you free up some space, you need to know what can go in next. So it could be mid-season, it could be end of the season, it could be the start of the season. Some things grow quickly, some things take forever. So kind of knowing that is really helpful for for your next planting. The next thing is really knowing the yield of each plant. So it's one thing to say, I want to plant 100 carrots. You know you're gonna get 100 carrots if they all survive. But it's a bit more difficult to figure out how many plants you're gonna need for say a cucumber or a tomato or a pumpkin. Um, So how many plants am I gonna need to get those 24 cucumbers? The answer is three if you're wondering, but Google is really great help here. So just type in how many fruit, veggie, whatever it is, will one plant produce? And you'll either get the result in numbers or in weight. 
So a good way to also tell this is um, once you've finished the season, if you're taking notice, and you probably should, you can make a call on whether or not it's too many plants or too little. You don't have to go into that finite detail. So an example for us is my tomato season this past winter. I really wanted enough to bottle for the entire for the year and have canned in our cupboard. Um, turns out my picky kid's favorite meal is tomatoes. So, so as you can imagine, not many tomatoes ended up being canned because we were having tomato soup nearly just about every other night. So next year I'm going to be tripling or quadrupling that amount. He probably won't like tomato soup, but then I'll have a stock pile full of tomatoes. So, you know, just knowing what you're eating and whether you're having too much or you're getting too little, will just take note of that for next year. The next thing is to really leave space. So maybe tempted to fill a bed with all the things only to have a dozen lettuce all at once. And you can't preserve lettuce. Well, not that I know of very well. Um, and you're probably not likely to eat a dozen lettuce all by yourself all at once. Um, so don't plant them all at once. So if you want to have succession planting down pat, you need to leave space for that next round. And once you get in the swing of things, available space will just appear because you're not planting like a market gardener anymore. You're planting for your needs. So if you know that you need the three cucumber plants, you don't need them all at once. Stagger them out. So stagger them every four weeks instead of all at once. It's simple mind shifts like that that will help you with your succession planting. If you need help practicing this, you could take a look at the approach of square foot gardening. Um, and it's just about topping up small sections to replant instead of waiting for an entire bed to be finished. So aside from all of those tips, the number one thing that you really need to remember is that if you want something to harvest every week, you need to be planting something every week. If you're a don't lover, you can grab my master plan inside the portal, which I've laid out um, planning plans and my yield goals. Um, how many plants I'm planting to reach that goal. Sometimes I don't get there, sometimes I do, but it's in there for dirt lovers if you guys want to go check it out. I would love to know if you do succession planting, if you do it well, do you have any tips that you can share? Please head on over to our website and comment on this, the show notes for this podcast. And with that, that's it for the year. That's all you'll be hearing my voice on your podcast uh, streamer of choice. Um, like I said, we'll be back probably in February and hopefully in the meantime, you'll see me on YouTube. Um, if not, I'm still doing the weekly emails. I'll keep continuing doing that. So if you need to know what to plant and get reminders, sign up to that on our website as well. Um, we do have some cool things for gifts coming up, um, for, Christmas so check out that on our website as well we've got some mini gift boxes and also our seed lovers subscription so if you want to give the gift of seeds head on over to our website loveofdirt.com.au and grab some of those before they all go or before Australia Post cut off um, and then until next year thanks for listening guys speak to you soon bye Thanks for listening to the Love of Dirt podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review. To subscribe, 
check out other episodes or grab some of my free food growing resources, head on over to loveofdirt.com.au forward slash podcast.